Good morning, church. My name is Mikhail. I'm the intern here with the Desert Cities Church of Christ with our Uplift Ministry and our Young Adult Ministry. Uh, before I get started, I just want to share some great news about our Uplift Ministry. Uh, recently, we had some uh, virtual Olympics with the L.A. Church, and there were uh, 13 different teams, and uh, our small little church here uh, in the Desert Cities took third place, um, but it's not about uh, you know, placing third place is really about the unity of the Uplift Ministry, the spirit of the ministry. Um, it was really awesome to see April get really competitive and Lacey place in the dance competition and uh, the whole group just really uh, come together um, for a purpose. So today's sermon is called Building God's House. Today I want to share that now is the perfect time to build God's house. And I want to share how to get blessed by God. So let's pray. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity, um, this opportunity to, to intern for the church, God, the opportunity to share your word, the opportunity to, uh, you know, just, just uh, come before you and, and share what I've been learning, God, what you've put on my heart, God. And, and I pray, God, that I just get out of the way, God, that you will just move through me and all my faults and, and learning curves, God, that you can just bless it, God, and someone can uh, be touched by this message. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So today I want to share three truths about God's love. The first truth is that it's always the right time to build the house of the Lord. And I want to share a quick story. So for some of you that know and some of you that might not know, uh, I'm dating a sister in the Philadelphia church. Her name is Erica, uh, and she's an amazing sister. Um, but this is not my first time dating in the kingdom. Um, the first time I dated in the kingdom, I was really putting in so much time into that relationship um, and not enough time into the campus ministry, into the singles ministry. Uh, and when we broke up, I really, you know, first I prayed. I said, God, you know, I just want to give my singleness to you. If you want me to be single uh, for the rest of my life, uh, I will submit that to you, Lord. And, um, you know, that was hard because that was something that I always desired. But um, God not only blessed me to be in another relationship, um, but to be in a relationship where I can still build up the kingdom. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. So as I, as I go into that story, I want to look at the book of Haggai. Um, so Haggai was a, was a prophet. Um, and we're going to look at Haggai 1, verse 1 through 4. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to build the house of the Lord. Then the, then, then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? You see, the work of the temple had been laid idle for 14 years. And I think this is great news for us in our church because I don't see people 
you know, taking 14 years to not reinvest in the church. And in this case, they were talking about rebuilding a physical temple. Um, but as I'm referring to in my lesson is uh, to look at it as rebuilding the body of Christ. You see, the work started out very glorious. They were excited to build the temple. They had the symbols going, uh, the symbols going, the trumpets, praising God. Uh, you think about when you first start something, you're so eager, you're so excited to get started. Um, but despite this glorious, eager start, after two years, uh, they stopped building the temple. And when I think about, you know, just being excited to build God's church, I really think about our newest brother in Christ, Teddy. Um, Teddy recently baptized, and he's just all about building up the church, being with the body. And uh, I love hearing his stories. He's so excited. Um He's telling me how he's, he's just losing followers on Instagram because he's just so excited to share his faith. And the more he shares his faith, unfortunately, some people don't want to hear it. And, you know, they don't want to follow him on Instagram anymore. Um, but another story I love about Teddy is when we had our first young adult event, uh, Teddy called off work to be there. And, you know, I think it's so awesome that Teddy has so much zeal uh, for the church. Um, but what happens, you know, if it takes in 14 years, in the next 14 years, he doesn't do anything to build up the church. Uh, that'll hurt himself and, and his hearers, uh, right? Um, so I asked Teddy, you know, why does he think it's important to build up the temple now? And uh, Teddy doesn't know that I was going to use what, he, what his response was. Um, but Teddy said, no one knows the day or time when Jesus returns. So we need to save as many people as possible. So it's like, wow, this, this new brother knows the importance of, of saving the lost. And what we do today affects people for eternity, right? So it's like there's a, there's, there's a sense of urgency, um, you know, and sometimes we can get caught up in, oh, like tomorrow, tomorrow. But, you know, what God is saying, what the scriptures are saying is today is the day. And, you know, God gives us a gift. He gives us, he gives us eternal life. He gives us, he gives us peace. He gives us health. And when, and someone gives you a gift, uh, you don't want to, you know, when do you say thank you? You say thank you right away. We want to thank God right away. We want to thank God today, now, as soon as you're done hearing this or, or right now you can turn this off, you know, and you can go build up the church, build up the kingdom. Um, so, you know, God is really saying today is the day. Uh, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday, but right now, let's build up the church. And if you think about building up a physical temple, or like I said, building up the body of Christ, what does that take? It takes time. It takes money. It takes resources. Uh, I was so encouraged to hear about how the women's event went. And all these people, brothers and sisters, uh, donating purses, um, and, you know, trying to make a difference, inviting women out to this event. And I heard from Danielle how encouraged she was. And I think it was like over 80 purses donated, right? And, you know, giving back to the kingdom. And it's not about the purses, um, but it's about the heart to give. And even for myself here in the desert cities, uh, I'm able to intern here 
uh, because families, you know, uh, gave a, a dish more, even more uh, for me to be here. And, you know, I'm grateful for, for everyone who has done that and the ability to hopefully for God to use me here, uh, whether it's to record a sermon for people to hear uh, or getting time with, with the different ministries and studying the Bible with people. Uh, that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for people giving uh, giving to the kingdom um, with their time, money, and resources. Um, you know, I think about, uh, for myself, I can think, oh, maybe maybe now isn't the time. Maybe when I'm in Scott's position, then that's the time. I'm just an, I'm just an intern now. Um, but it's not. Now is the time. It, I can't get complacent and say, oh, you know, Scott can handle it. Uh, the other members can handle it. We have to take our own. I have. I have to take my own personal responsibility. I think of uh, B.J. Pinson, and uh, we get together uh, like every other week. We get together, and I think about uh, what can I pour into into him, right, to train him up for godliness, for that next generation uh, to be to just be ready to take take on uh, whatever the world throws at us, and. Um, so for the Uplift Ministry and our uh, Young Adult Ministry, I just want to encourage you that, you know, the time is now. It's not, it's not, our, it's not our parents' church. It's not, it's not that generation's church. Uh, you know, we have to go out there. We have to build up the church with time, money, and resources. In my first uh, relationship, you know, I had excuses why I couldn't pour into the ministry. Uh, I was training for my first half marathon. Uh, I was working, new relationship. All these excuses that I had, just like the people Haggai was confronting. Um, the Lord challenged the people by essentially saying, you know, you have time to build up your own house, but not the house of the Lord. Is it wrong to have a nice house, uh, be in a relationship, is it wrong to have workout goals? Uh, you know, it can be if it takes away from the main thing, uh, building up the house of the Lord, building up the body of Christ. You know, I know we all have a lot going on, um, but can we take, you know, just five minutes out of our day uh, to send someone a scripture to encourage them? Uh, maybe, maybe 10 minutes to get on the phone and just pray for a brother or sister? Uh, maybe an hour out of your week uh, to disciple one another and just build up the kingdom. Uh, the stronger, the stronger we all are, the stronger uh, God's glory is. And you know, what can our paneled houses be for us? Can it be our? Can it be our school, our career, our dreams? You know, all those things are those are good things to have. Um, but when we make them an idol, when they when we put them before God, then that is when it becomes a problem. Have you been like this? I know in my own life I have been. I've been like this uh, before I was a disciple and as a disciple. Before Christ, my temple was soccer. Everything was to train for soccer to become a better soccer player. As a, as a disciple, my temple can be. Uh, just my time and thinking that I always have to be in a rush when in reality I just need to give my time where I'm at. 
Um, I think about, um, you know, the average time when you get with someone is usually around, like, you know, two hours. But then once that two hours goes up, I think, oh, I have to write this sermon. I have to get ready for this test that I have to take. I have, uh, I just, uh, sorry, I have a test that I have to take. I have uh, this purity class that I have to, this purity lesson that I have to prepare for, you know, and then I'll be with someone once that two-hour mark hits. In my mind, I'm physically there, but instead I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking about all these things I have to do. My panel house can also be my worry. I can think about uh, just just uh, making cold contact with people and sharing my faith. And it just makes me, it makes me very uncomfortable. I like to uh, build relationships and share my faith. Um, but sometimes, you know, you have to grow out of your comfort zone. And, you know, it was 14 years they didn't build the temple. Imagine how they were feeling when God came back and said, hey, it's time. It's time to rebuild the church, to rebuild the temple. It's time to rebuild the body of believers now. You know, even for me, I can still be task oriented over 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 trying to build a kingdom. I can still, you know, be scared to share my faith uh, as someone who's being trained in ministry. You know, how how bad is that when God says, hey, it's time. It's time to focus, not focus on your insecurities, but focus on building my kingdom. But there's great news, which brings me to my second truth. My second truth is. God blesses us when we, when we repent. When we respond, God responds. Building God's temple is not work, but we're, we're called to be co-workers with God. The question is, do we want to give God's way a chance? You know, I like to think of it like, like this. I told you that uh, growing up soccer was my temple. Everything was to become a better soccer player. But with my dad taking me to practice everywhere, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, during the week, he never looked at that as a burden, as work, um, but rather, oh, it's a joy. It's a joy to be able to take my son to soccer practice, to soccer games. And that's how we should look at it when we're, when we're building the kingdom. Uh, we should look at it as a joy, not, not a task, not something that we have to do, but something that we get to do. And, uh, you know, it should be a joy for me to get more quality time with brothers and sisters. It should be a joy for me to share my faith with people and tell people, you know, Jesus saved my life. He took me from, from darkness, from no peace, to a life just unworthy, to a place of a confidence in Christ, where, you know, I never thought I would be where I am now uh, speaking to people about how good God is. Um, and why wouldn't I want to share how he's transformed my life? It's, it's a blessing. It's, uh, it's just something that I couldn't dream of. You know, it's a dream. So this is a dream to tell people how good God is. From the beginning of chapter 1, where people were not ready to rebuild the church, to people uh, repenting, you know, God wants to bless them for that repentance. He wants to be glorified even more. He wants to build the church even stronger and bless the people for turning from their ways and turning to him. 
Let's look at Haggai 1, verse 5 through 10. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in purses with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build your house so that I might take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house which remains a ruin. While each of you is busy with your own house, Therefore, because of the heavens, because because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops. You know it sounds harsh, but I wanted to point out point out some phrases God uses after this repentance. You know, after they repent, they turn back to God. They build this temple. After we after I turn back from from myself and give back to God's God's kingdom. This, these are some of the things God says. God says, I am with you. How good is it to know that God is with us? He says, my spirit remains among you. To have the spirit of Christ. He says, do not fear. That's a great, that's a great feeling to know that, that God tells us not to fear. To be strong and courageous in the Lord. He's, he also says, he will grant peace. And what a blessing is it to just have peace, to not be worried about the next thing you have to do or the next task or being out of your comfort zone. God is going to give you peace if you follow him, if you turn to him, if you turn from yourself and back to him. You know, God really gets carried away with excitement when he sees his people repenting so he can restore rebuild and bless as I talk about uh, not giving enough time to the ministry when dating and being blessed to date again I was able to be in in Philadelphia with Erica a a few weeks ago and uh, I had this proposal set up I had this long walkway with about 10 people on each side and she was walking by everyone was giving her flowers Uh, there was just this beautiful music playing it was under a gazebo with water. Um, and essentially, I was saying, you know, I choose you. You know, do you choose me? Which brings me to my third point. God has chosen you. After they change their ways, God is saying, rather than a wedding ring, what, rather than money, or whatever our temples can be, God gives us something way more special. He gives us a signet ring. And Haggai 2 Verse 23, it says, On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. Kings use signet rings to show authority, honor, and ownership. Official documents were sealed with the king's signet ring. It's like a notary with having an official stamp. This is God saying that you have your official stamp, your official touch on you. You know, and that's so good to know, knowing that even when 
we do slip up and we have to repent. And, you know, my own sin, which, which hurts God, which hurts the kingdom, uh, which is not okay and which will have to change, God still chooses me. And he still chooses you to build up his church, to build up his temple, to build up the body of the believers. That's how special you are to God. You are his signet ring. You are official. That's why he died on the cross for you, because you are that official to him, that you are that special to him. You are that chosen by him. Um, so Jesus dying on the cross and the seriousness, uh, let's just take this to prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for uh, just dying on the cross for us and, and choosing us, uh, you know, to, to still have a relationship with us, to still want to be there for us even when we make mistakes. Uh, when we make these mistakes, you still want to bless us. You still, uh, you know, want to reward us uh, with just a peace of mind, God, and you want us to use us to build up your kingdom, Father. God, I pray that we can be a church that wants to continue to make disciples, to share our faith, to give back to the church and the community, God. God, thank you for everyone that took the time to listen, God. I pray that they'll take something out of this, God, as as you have just uh, blessed us so much. You have chosen us, God. I pray that people remember that they are chosen by you, God, that you are uh, just, you love us, God, and there's nothing, uh, you know, we can do to earn that love, but we're so thankful for it, God. So, Father, thank you. We proudly sing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.